Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi there and welcome to this Friday edition of Locked on Grizzlies. My name is Peter Edmiston and uh, I am happy to be with you. Uh, We are going to do a little bit of an abbreviated episode today, but I wanted to make sure that we talked a little bit about the interesting words of Marcus Gasol uh, to a Catalan radio station a couple days ago and uh, kind of what that means and some of the signs to watch out for, let's say, as this Mark thing, uh, I don't know if it would say simmers, but there, there's certainly a, there's a little something there in my mind, so I'm going to make sure that we discussed it. This pod, of course, brought to you by Outdoors, Inc., and uh, I want to say a big thank you to Michael and the crew over at Outdoors, Inc., and they do an absolutely spectacular job, and those of you that are going to be outside, and you know what? A lot of you are going to be outside because you're going to be watching that eclipse, most likely. On Monday, everyone is going nuts. They're freaking out. A lot of you this weekend are probably going to be maybe doing a little bit of camping or some outdoor activities uh, in in preparation for the eclipse. A lot of people are doing that. Make sure you stop at Outdoors, Inc. first and get all the gear that you need to be comfortable when you're outside, to be comfortable wherever you happen to be. If you're going to go hiking, you're going to go kayaking, you're going to go bike riding, you're going to do climbing, whatever it is, They've got you covered with the latest gear, the greatest gear, and the nicest, most helpful folks in the area. Five great locations in the Memphis area and the location in Jackson. And if you're not in the Memphis area, don't worry about it, man, because you can go online and take care of all of your business there. Outdoorsinc.com. That's the website, outdoorsinc.com. Go there and get it done. And if you use the promo code LOGRIZZLIES, that's LOGRIZZLIES, you're going to get 10% off your order. That's the whole thing. 10% off the whole cart. L.O. Grizzlies. That's the promo code. Outdoors Inc. is the place. You're going to love them. They're fabulous people and enjoy that eclipse in style with Outdoors Inc. So the comments that Mark Gasol made that I'm referring to, for those of you that did not hear them, first of all, if you heard them, and I could play the interview for you if you want, but it's in Catalan, which means that uh, a very, very small percentage of you would actually be able to understand the interview. I do appreciate uh, folks like uh, at breakout underscore season who uh, is from Barcelona and does speak Catalan, giving me uh, a heads up and some help with the translation. Uh, I appreciate that because I uh, ha- am okay in Spanish, but I do not speak Catalan and uh, there are some big differences. So it's nice to have that coming from the actual source, not a hoops hype translation of a translation, which you know, can get a little little dicey. Um, the majority of the interview was about a 12 or 13 minute interview. The majority of the interview was about his basketball school that he has uh, started in Girona, which is not far away from Barcelona. And in fact, that's where he played um, for a little while too. He's got a an academy set up there, a team, a whole thing. It's really cool actually. And he spends a lot of time 
with those guys and thinking about it and, uh, and preparing for it. It's something that is really a big passion for Mark. If you talk to him privately, he will, uh, he will talk a lot about that. It's one of those things that he really likes and he cares a, a great deal about. So a lot of the interview was about that, but towards the end, it got into the situation with the Grizzlies and his comment about the Grizzlies, uh, basically verbatim was, and I, I want to make sure I get this absolutely right, but he said, I am very ambitious. He said, I'm ambitious and I want Memphis to be a great franchise. We've grown for five or six years and we should keep growing. The moment both ideas stop going hand in hand, we will have to rethink some things. So that gets a little bit questionable as far as, you know, both ideas and stuff. But the 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 gist of it is that Mark wants to be ambitious and is ambitious and wants to continue to get better. But when he gets the impression that the Grizzlies don't necessarily want to do that and aren't taking steps to do that, then there could be a problem. And we've talked about this before on this very podcast that when Marcus all resigned a couple years back and he's got two years left on his deal plus a player option, they call that a three minus one. So he's got a three minus one left. We talked about it at the time. That, you know, this is your kind of your big deal, your last big deal. Presumably when he signs his next deal, it's going to be at the age of 35, 34, 35. And he's, you know, health wise, who knows, big men, there's no guarantee that you're going to get uh, a deal quite like that. Look at what Zach signed at at, uh, 35. It's a, you know, two years, 24 million, 12 million a year. And that was probably more than a lot of people thought he would get. So there's no guarantee that you're going to get you know big money. Mark's making 23 or so this year. Um, Mark needs to he wants to to not only make that money, but he also wants to win. You know that's the other part of this. You're 33, or Michael B, Mark will be 33 in the middle of this season. He wants to win. He doesn't have that many productive years left of his NBA career, and I don't think that he really envisions spending uh, the bulk of them those final years that he's got playing for a team that is scraping to get into the playoffs or maybe worse yet in the lottery. We also know that last year, Mark had his uh, disagreements with David Fisdale. And I'm not breaking any news when I tell you that. And I've spoken to both men about that very thing and about what the responsibilities that David Fisdale kind of expected from Mark being a captain Uh, And then what Mark thought of those responsibilities. And there is definitely a disconnect. I don't think it's something that would be catastrophic for their relationship. I don't think it's something that by itself would mean that you are like breaking things off and like you're not going to be part of it anymore or that it would, you know, cause an unbreakable or or an unfixable problem. I don't don't think we're talking about anything that cataclysmic. But it is a it is a real thing, and it is something that they're going to have to figure out because Mark is going to be in a leadership position because of his age and his talent. And if him being in a leadership position in the locker room, if he doesn't want to be part of the leadership with regard to to the coach, and that's what you know Fisdale's situation is, he says that you know he doesn't he wants his guys to be involved in you know personnel and lineups and. That kind of stuff. He wants him to when when they ask when he asks for opinions, he wants to get them. And Mark has said he doesn't want to be involved in that stuff. He wants to do what the coach says. Coaches coach, players play. He says there's a separation there. David Fisdale doesn't agree. 
So you couple that with this thought that Mark is having that, you know what, maybe we are kind of heading in a different direction than I expected. You know, maybe this team is heading uh, towards rebuilding. I mean, let's be honest. That's, that is where this thing is heading. You know, one way or the other, that's where this thing is heading. It may not get there this year, may not get there next year, but it is going to happen. It has to happen. There's no way around it because you can only be good for so long then stuff happens and you end up having to rebuild. Um, you can retool, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. We've seen teams have mixed success with trying to kind of retool on the fly rather than just tear the whole thing down. But if you look at the success that, that we're seeing from teams, I mean, if you're in Memphis and you don't have any opportunity other than really through the draft to get – big time mega talent, then you're going to have to be bad enough to get a draft pick. That's going to give you that big time mega talent. That's just how it goes. You look at Oklahoma city and you know, when they were in Seattle, Durant was the second pick Russell Westbrook, you know, fifth pick. I mean, you, you got top five guys and lo and behold, they turned your franchise into a, an extremely gifted one and one that had a lot of success. Grizzlies were kind of the exception to the rule in doing it with a lot of guys that weren't necessarily top picks other than Mike Conley, but that can only last for so long. So the rebuild is, you know, it's it's coming. I don't think it's coming this year necessarily, but if Mark starts to agitate for a move and you're the Grizzlies, you have to start thinking in my mind, you have to start thinking about, okay, what does that mean? What does, what does, what does trading Marcus all mean? The long rumored Celtics deal is there something that can fit there? I mean, the, the the money trying to get the money to work in a Celtics deal is difficult. It's very very difficult. And I I don't know. I, I I'm skeptical that they could make that work. What kind of a deal do you get? How much value is there for for Mark? You know, Mark is still a super talented player and would make anybody or make most teams better. I'll put it that way. But he's also, as we said, a little bit older, and he's had injury history, although last year he was remarkably healthy. That probably plays into it too, the age more so than anything else. As players get older, it becomes harder to trade them for equal value. You continue to have to take a little bit of a hit year after year as they get older because of the the, lo- the loss of value with age. What kind of deal would you get for Mark? I mean, that's part of it too. If you can't, if you're not going to get anything that's worth uh, a damn for Mark, then don't do it. You know, you, I'm not saying trade Mark or Mike uh, or whoever a value for for uh, a bag of beans. I mean, you, it's got to make sense. This is not a just you know go crazy and dump them at whatever the cost. But if it makes sense, then you got to do it. And and I think. This is a little bit of a a little bit of a, a beacon, just a little, just dropping a little breadcrumb trail. Mark trying to leave some clues, say that he's he's open to this kind of a discussion. That 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 wouldn't be the worst thing in the world in his mind, and it probably shouldn't be the worst thing in the world for for Grizzly fans. I always tell people I I, I get a lot of pushback sometimes because you're always wanting to maximize what you've got, and that's true. You always want to maximize the talent that you've got, maximize the the timetable, maximize the wins. 
no one likes to lose 60 games. Those are horrible seasons to go through. But this year, for example, I think it's probably 60-40 right now that the Grizzlies make the playoffs. Some of you may have it more like a coin flip or maybe going the other way. So what happens if you're if you're not even really trying to be bad? If you're trying to be as good as you can and you still miss the playoffs. And then this year when you have your pick, it ends up being, you know, like a low lottery pick, like 13 or 14. Next year, maybe you're in kind of a similar situation and you end up giving up that low lottery pick because that that pick has gone to Boston. Doesn't it make more sense now to just bite the bullet and be real bad for this year and next year? Be real bad. Because it's a top eight protected pick next year. So let's say this year you end up, maybe you trade Mike and Mark. Maybe you get to be real, real bad. Great. No problem this year because you get you, you keep your pick. So go nuts. Next year, same thing. Just make sure you're real bad. Top eight protection, boom, no problem. As long as you're one of the five worst teams in the NBA, you'll keep the pick guaranteed no matter what happens in the lottery. Great. The year after that, top six protected. Eh, you know, then you then you have a little bit of a uh, of a, a situation where eh, maybe you you know you might at that point, depending on how the development has gone of your young players, maybe then you would try to win at that stage, uh, or you could try to tank again and get another top pick and then give up that year after that and totally unprotected pick that ideally is not all that great because you've used your time to make sure that you've got some good uh, protected picks. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a perfect, there's no perfect solution. There's no perfect way out of this, but I do know that when you have playoff success in your Memphis and you haven't drafted well with the limited draft opportunities that you've had, and you haven't really been able to churn out big, I mean, your big free agent swing was a, at this point, a total unmitigated catastrophe. When that happens, you're going to have to pay the piper. You can't just keep going on and on. You have to, you got to, uh, to pay up at some point. So do you want to do it now? Or do you want to do it later? With Mark making these little small agitations, perhaps, uh, just little signs, wink and a nod that maybe he would be open and willing to move somewhere else. I think it's worth the Grizzlies taking that as a sign that maybe you should do something and maybe you should try to uh, you know be proactive on this thing rather than reactive. Because to me, the worst case scenario is you try your best, you barely miss the playoffs, you know, with a bad pick then you're bad next year anyway, and you give up uh, another very valid good pick to uh, a team that, you know, could they don't need any more picks, that's for damn sure, but they get it anyway, and you've wasted uh, a chance to get some pretty good-sized talent. To me, that sets your rebuild back a year or two. You can do it now, or you can do it later. Uh, to me, more and more signs are pointing towards now, although I grant that that is going to be unpopular and difficult and no fun for season ticket holders or uh, people who are selling season tickets or David Fisdale for that matter, who uh, I suspect did not sign up to be involved in a team that uh, is going to go down quickly. But you know what? It still makes a lot of sense to start thinking about that in, in the future and to start thinking about life beyond not just Zach, not just Tony, but life beyond Mike and yes, Mark as well.
Tell me what you think. Hit me up on Twitter. I am at Peter Edmiston. As I mentioned, you can have my personal email address, pedmiston at gmail.com. Go ahead and send me an email if you want. I would love to hear from you uh, via Twitter or via email. Thanks again to Outdoors Inc. for their sponsorship of the pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy that eclipse. We'll talk to you again next week here on Locked on Grizzlies.